Early in my career, I worked for a brilliant woman, a head of HR, and she was known to say again and again that in HR, if I only had one dollar to spend, I'd spend 99 cents of it on hiring the best people. And that was some 40 years ago, but boy, those words are never truer than in our post-COVID era where the success of any organization, everyone plays a part, finance, marketing, operations, but at the end of the day, hiring right is the most important element of running a successful brand or organization. So that's why we're talking about the posting and hiring process today. We're kind of revisiting it, dusting it off, and trying to challenge us to make it a 21st century process that works and makes the difference. Come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Welcome, come on in, grab a snack. <laughs> I want uh, Whoppers. Do you remember what Whoppers are? They're my oh, yeah. melted milk balls. Yeah, yeah, they're they're awesome. Came in like an uh, an old half gallon milk carton. Did they? No, I think yeah. that was modern. Who well, did they? Oh yeah, yeah, like a oh, wax yeah. a wax milk carton. See, we're we're also anthropologists, all of our listeners. We can tell you stuff that was in vogue back in the 50s and 60s and 70s. <laughs> I'm thinking of Chuckles. Did you oh. like Chuckles? Um, remind me, what is a Chuckles? They were, like a they sugar came in a little cardboard tray and they were gummy yeah. and they were oh, yes. little. Oh, gosh, they were cute and they were so fun to eat. But you you don't remember them a lot. But you don't remember the order you ate them in? I always ate the watermelon last. There was no watermelon. Oh, geez. Wrong chocolate. There was red, yellow, green, black, orange. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. People, you may <laughs> talk to us about whether you remember chuckles. I ate, I saved the red for last, and then you could always ask people, did you just bite them in one fell swoop, or did you put them in your mouth and get all the sugar off and then eat them? And I had a girlfriend, and I would buy them and see who could keep it in their mouth the longest before you had to eat it. Yeah. We did it with popsicles, too. We were poor. We couldn't afford to just gobble down chuckles. Well, what, what I remember about Chuckles, and I, I do have a uh, recall for them now, uh, is I love the contrast in the gooey center yeah. and, and the sugared yes. outside. Yeah. And was, yes. so you had a little, it was like a sweet tart before they had sweet tarts. It was a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, now I'm hating them. <laughs> no, they're just sweet on the outside and just slightly tart on the inside. Well, and here's another point for me. Growing up in Gary, Indiana, it was a steel mill town. And there were chuckles that you could buy that were covered heavily in salt. And the oh, steel mill guys got them free because they were sweating like crazy. So they, they had tons of salt-covered chuckles free. And, of course, now they'd probably be really popular. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. We do, we do digress. We do. <laughs> and yes, posting, baby. 
I don't know uh, why I brought it up, but it came to mind, and I uh, am aware that everybody does it differently. Yep. Or how they pick. And I argued for, and I can remember arguing with quite a few male CEOs because they had kind of a, um, like, pick your team mentality. You're yep. a coach for a football team, and then we all get together and gossip about you, and then you get promoted. That's kind of what I thought, because we had talent planning discussions or succession planning, which to me were so gossipy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So hey, we were, hey, Joyce, we were talking about you this afternoon in the executive committee meeting. Yeah, and if you'd only uh, not digress at the beginning of meetings, we'd really love to promote you. Well, yeah, so I have, and you and I have talked about this before, I have a love-hate relationship uh, with posting. Hmm. Uh, and, and the hate, more too strong a word, comes from early in my career when because we had town planning conversations because we talked about succession uh, you know I, I would like want to raise my hands and say why do we even have those processes uh, if if we're going to open up our posting to everyone who wants to throw their hat in the ring and I realize now what a flawed uh, way of thinking that was in what way uh, I think because some of the, the inherent biases that take place in a town planning, uh, mm-hmm. uh, succession planning process, where a lot of it becomes line of sight. You only see the oh, town. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about posting. No, no. I mean, the posting, the love part of posting, love part, um, it's just if you have an organization that professes wanting diversity, professes fairness, professes opportunity, mm-hmm. how, could you, how, how could you not have a robust, not just a posting process or policy, but a robust way of attracting and selecting best talent? Yeah. That's, I, my, that's, that's my love. Well, yeah, me too. Um, and I'll ask you about your hate in a minute. Um, you know, it's in now. It's really funny. Uh, there's new names for posting as if it's uh, they like it's the talent marketplace and yeah. big MIT and Harvard people talking about f- people flowing in and out of jobs. And it's not, don't think of it as career or work. It's jobs that are flowing. Huh? Of course. <laughs> so I yeah. don't know. I don't know how other people, yeah, I do. It was either not done or it was tight and flawed because they didn't follow it. You know, it was fake. Um, yeah. We never so did that. Never did fake? I'm, I was being facetious. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I love posting. I love an open marketplace for talent. I liked part of the process that um and i forgot it well never mind at one point i think i was ahead of posting but anyhow um i liked be making behavioral qualifications rather than academic yeah and i liked that if you were going to apply for a job 
you first went and talked to your boss. And the boss was not to be punitive, not to try to talk you out of it, but to coach. Yeah. And in fact, I know several CEOs who were great at doing that with their top VP positions at threat and felt you're not glued to your chair. You're not glued to your chair. We want no, that's to right. spread, spread all the goodies around. Um, and I did run some talent acquisition for a while. And what I said was I wanted it to feel like a spa that people came in and got prepared for an interview. And also when they got turned down, a development plan would be automatically mandatory. I didn't get that all in place, but that's, I and, and oh, just said, and I remember people being surprised, but I said, and if I ever hear of breach of confidentiality, you're fired. Yep. But, <laughs> and still people made fun of the process because they knew that we had two factors going at once. One was the old pick and choose and the other was an open posting and they would become in conflict. Yes. You, you know what? And, and I, I love how you uh, described how posting is kind of a dated word. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because it's almost like a wanted poster. Talent flow, talent flow. You know, it's, and, and this is no surprise to uh, our listeners is if I contrast traditional posting with what exists today, it's as much about marketing, not only the culture of the company and the value proposition of the company, but why this is a great job. So there's more of uh, 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 it's not it's not equal, but it's there's yeah it's telling and there's power on both sides. If you want the best talent uh, and you need to attract them, you need to woo them in. Holy uh, baloney! <laughs> oh gosh, I don't think I've ever said that in my life. What is it? I know. I'm back to the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Chuckles conversation that did it. Oh. Um, what does go on now? Um, do you know in most places? Because you did outplacement for a while. Did you? Well, uh, it's usually at most companies. So not every company, but most companies have kind of this transactional process. Uh, oh, with, yeah. With, that with steps along the way and it's kind of rigid and it has to be posted for two weeks. And then after two weeks, there's got to be a four day cooling period before you schedule the interviews. I, I'm not saying having some boundaries and structure is bad. No, well, I'm not. I think no. Yeah. But, but I do, but I do think every hire is unique in some way. So how do you use a pretty rigid process that, that that somehow reflects uh, or takes into consideration the reality of, of that particular job. Um, let me give you an example. Um, we, I'm part of a nonprofit who's, uh, we lost our leader uh, a couple months ago. And- He retired? We, no, he passed away suddenly. He did. Uh, yeah, and- oh, 
And he had worked there since 2005. It was his second career, and he was a pillar of the community, mm. one of the best leaders I ever knew. So, so why am I saying that? We cannot uh, go about finding his replacement through normal, uh, rigid processes. I think we need to be creative. I think we need to be clear about you know, okay, so Howard was unique. How do we take the best parts of Howard and look for a candidate and put together a job description? Then what are some of the things that perhaps we want? Uh, I guess it's it's more of a fluid process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, uh, the whole notion of attracting, I mean, the, the right person is out there. We just got to go find them. So how do we market? Do we market in churches? It's a faith-based organization. Do we market in the nonprofit space? Do we mm-hmm. go out to corporate and try to find someone who's looking for their second gig? I don't know, but it's we need to do all that. It's and- a combination of knowing where to be tight and where to be loose, which is, I think, a challenge to an organization on everything. And how does the technology with the applications and all that is that the tight part? I mean, everybody applies for jobs online. Well, it, it, I think technology is, a, is an incredible enabler mm-hmm. uh, on both sides of the equation for candidates to express their interests, to do research on the company, on the position, on the person's boss, uh, you know, through LinkedIn and mm-hmm. other uh, social media. And it's also a great way for a company, whether they're using Indeed.com or most companies have their own internal application system that's open to uh, the outside. I I think it's a great enabler both ways to assuring that the information flows in such a way that um, everyone makes a good decision. Now, that's so idealistic, but I think technology, I can't imagine going back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no and in, indeed is great. Um, so then how do you get the smell? How do you have a look-see at the candidate where you are in person? I mean, at what point in that process? Because I know of three people who were applying for jobs and I had helped them with their resume. They were pretty darn good. I don't think they could include a, a letter, a personal voice. They could not, could not. And I think that's too bad. And I told, this happened over years, but I said, just go. If you really know this is where you want to work, you don't just want a job, but you want to work at this company, walk in the door unannounced and ask if you can just have a minute with the HR person. And they said, no. And I mean, I can see your face. You're going, what? but they did and they had to go through the front desk and all that but they said I really want to have a I really want to work here and I'm not sure that my applications being seen or understand how badly I want this who can I talk to and all three of them ended up working in the companies that they went on a free yeah yeah I I showing their face and saying I want to work here yeah how how often when you look at all the criteria that you uh, identify for a position, almost in every instance, a person's 
passion for wanting the position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can call that a lot of different things. Excitement for the role, uh, you know, uh, uh, personal mission of being in that kind of role or company. Uh, so much of the time, uh, it's that commitment uh, that comes through. And what better way to get it to go knock on the door? Mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's a low probability. Ten ah, percent of the time, there's a door slammed in your face, or the yeah, person's going to yeah, say, "We have a process. Don't bother me." Then again, then again, I got a job by receiving a a turn down letter for the position. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, what I say that was where a computer thing went wrong, and I got a letter saying, "You know, thanks for applying." but you're yeah. not going to be chosen. And that's when I called and said, if there's an OD position open, I'd love to hear about it. I got just got turned down. So I would, <laughs> and I got an interview. <laughs> so it's crazy. But um, what do you hate about how people, how, oh, the, to people choice. Where do you feel it's unfair or we're not getting the best? Well, you know, we're yeah, not this, allowing. Is, this is where this uh, conversation around adaptability. So to have a structure that has some rigidity and backbone to it, but not uh, so much so that you, you miss opportunities. And that's one of the things I hate about choice is and it's mm. not a bad thing. We create these elaborate processes to identify the attributes and experience <laughs> and behaviors. And then we try to sift every applicant through that uh, filter. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you squeeze the best candidate out because they don't have this or they don't have that. I look yeah. at you, Joyce. Um, ah! Chances are you and I both wouldn't have gotten a lot of our positions if uh, either the hiring manager or HR strictly stayed within uh-huh. the narrow boundaries uh-huh. of what they were looking for. Yeah. So that's what I hate about it. Sometimes it's so it's supposed to be a screen in process where you screen in the best candidates. And I think sometimes with rigidity or certainly biases, uh, you're literally screening out uh, top talent. I do remember that I liked the idea that those of us who are interviewing the same candidate would have some parallel questions that all of us were going to ask. Yeah. So we could get, and and then had tons of leeway, you know, for asking anything we wanted. Sure. Um, and with the RMT program, was it pretty tight? I think it's retail it management trainees that are high potential hires. I, I think it, it was tight in this regard. Um, we were seeking to attract the top one or 2% uh-huh. of a graduating class. We uh-huh. wanted bright people that either had curiosity or a passion about potentially being in this business. Yeah. So I think it was tight in that way in every other way, other than us wanting to have a diverse pool of people come in. Um, it, it was it was pretty loose and easy. I mean, you didn't have to have a business background or a supermarket background to be considered. You could be uh, a history major. Yeah. So there's a great example of the kind of the looseness. Be clear about 
mm-hmm. what it is you're trying to attract, but then be very flexible in terms of uh, the the process, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'd, I'd like to hear from people about how it's working yeah. there now. I would love to hear. And in fact, we should bring in some people to talk about it. It's so important. Um, and I know <clears throat> from my work with when I was doing individual coaching, what gems had been missed. Oh, for sure. I, you know, I, I so a takeaway that I leave with from today's conversation is uh, particularly today, whether it be the, the great resignation or the fact that there are just so many job postings that mm. are not getting filled, mm. having a robust process, now I'm not going to call it posting, uh, I, I think is the key uh, and to leverage all the things we've talked about. Yeah, and the search matters most. And the search, oh, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so there you have it. And mine you know. is t- tight, then loose, fluid. Yeah. Know which, when to be tight and when to be fluid. Amen. It's a little, that's a little bit like you and I, Joyce. <laughs> till, till the next time, everybody. I'm just saying goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I really hope that our conversation today was a wake-up call for all those in recruiting and HR and OD that are charged with what I think is the most important job in the company, and that's to attract and hire the best possible people. So the wake-up call is take a look at your process. Is it dynamic? Is it not only world-class, but doing exactly what your organization needs to be able to function at the highest levels? So we'll continue to look at some of the changes that have taken place in our post-COVID war as it relates to HR and OD, but we'll have to wait till next time. So until the next time, be safe and be well.